I'm Sean from Voices of Defiance, a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of all things good and nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Turner is really, really great for porn. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Tales of the Poopland! That's fantastic. No, it's not. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You're going to have to give some background on why we're going to the poop land. For those of you keeping record as to uh, what the poop land uh, is right now, um, this week we had three, count it, three diaper blowouts, two pooping incidents, and four pukers. So, tales of the poop land. Apparently the stomach flu is going around, and um, I'm really hoping that I'm not catching it, and this is a sinus infection. Um, luckily, for all of you, you don't actually see us live and in person, but behind <laughs> a computer screen, because I am a germ factory, thanks to tiny, tiny little Hitlers that we call children, and their rich bitch parents who don't leave them at home when they're sick. So... <laughs> No, because they can take them for free babysitting. Job. Not a week. I couldn't uh, do it. I've, I've been there for almost two years. <laughs> yeah, That's I because you're a glutton for punishment. Broke. <laughs> or that. Um, so this week, the, uh, the big poop story. Not, oh, God. <laughs> As opposed to all the little poop stories? I mean, we've had, like, diaper blowouts are really, like, nothing. Like, they happen... Because people don't know how to put diapers on their babies or whatever. But <clears throat> this week the, the the poop story was a little girl came in and mom says she's potty trained. And we've had her for a while in the underwear. And so we're like, okay, yeah, she's fine. Um, or I'm sorry, this was her dad. She comes in with her dad. And she got really quiet. And this little girl, um, she's European of some sort. I don't want to say Polish or Lithuanian. Um and she doesn't speak English very well, but she knows how to me- uh, she knows how to tell us she has to go potty or whatever. Does her last name have more than three K's in it? No, but a lot of V's. And she's not Polish then. <laughs> <laughs> the um, three K minimum on the last name if they're Polish. With a lot of no, other vowels. But boyfriend, boyfriend's yeah. Polish. He only has one K, but he does have a ski last name. Mm. But anyways, so <clears throat> she got really quiet. We're like, hmm. That's generally not a good sound when there's silence and there's a child in the room. I could see that. And we go searching for her. Now, the room isn't that big, but somehow... Well, so we have, like, this little space maze thing, and she crawled up into the space maze, 
And she was like in the second level. So the most difficult level for any adult to get to. And she has taken off her panties and was pooping in the corner of that space maze. I don't like, I was just like, uh, sweetie, sweetie, potty's over there. But she liked the other one. She liked the space maze. So we had to clear everybody out, close down the space maze and go in there with gloves and bags and yeah. And And I'm the only, and there's only two of us on at night. And my partner is much, much older, um, like in her seventies older. So I wasn't going to force her to go in there because that's just rude. You know, <laughs> yeah, you definitely got the short straw, though. Uh, so I got stuck in the space maze and masks and gloves and poop. What the entire fuck? So that's did... not that's not like a kid having an accident. No, like she took clothes off and decided to shit in a toy. Like, that's yes, fucking awful. Yes. <laughs> yes. So if so, I, I had like mask and goggles and gloves <laughs> down to my elbows and. It's like you were going on a space mission. Yes. Only it was for poop. Yeah. I, Willie's like, sounds like I'd quit uh, <laughs> in the chat room. Yeah. I could make it a week at that job. I, I, I don't know how you work with children on a regular basis because they confuse me. If It's only funny if you get to kick them. Because I love working with kids at the dojo. <laughs> they get lippy, you kick them in the head. Should have had your guard up. Awesome. But yeah, I never had to deal with poop issues. If I didn't you know, if I was in a situation where I could quit and it wouldn't financially break me, that'd be a different story. But uh, I need, <laughs> kind of need the money. So, fair enough. Yeah, you're, you're I tougher have, than I am, Naki. I might have good news next week. We'll see. And this was your second installment of Tales this from the Poopland. Poop <laughs> Let's hope we never return. <laughs> well, from. A personal perspective for Naki, I hope we never do. From a show perspective, I sure as shit hope we return every week. <laughs> I'd much rather have the return of Tim Tom and much less Beagle-focused oh, stories. I have not seen Tim Tom other than the encounter with him at the zoo in, like, months. So, but he is but... part of our Bacon album that we discussed earlier. Yes, which the Bacon album, I have to get a ukulele and it's going to happen. It is. And for those that aren't familiar, Naki and I were trading back message chain on uh, Hangouts. I think we shared part of it on uh, Facebook about how to make an ATG an album called, what was it, Essential Bacon? The Essential Bacon, and our band name is Wang Wobblin, because yeah. I was playing Mount Your Friends for hours this week. Um, Wayne Wobblin and Mount Your Friends. Where did all that come What is that? Okay, so last week... Prior to the show, Chris and I were on Steam, as we do, and Wang Wob- or Wang Wobblin, <laughs> Mount Your Friends, was on sale on Steam for a buck. So I convinced Chris to buy Mount Your Friends. And Mount Your Friends is a physics engine slash uh, Wang Wobbling game where you are a man in a thong climbing a goat and you're trying to get like as high as you possibly can. <laughs> High as in wow. height, not drugs. Yes. Yeah, I, I got that part, but wow. <laughs> and it's actually, like, a lot of fun. My brother and I played for a couple hours. I played by myself for a couple hours. Like, it's actually a lot of fun to play this game. But And it's an older game, too. I want to say it's a couple years old at this point, too. Um, so <laughs> I'm playing, and I, I convinced Chris on the Wang Wobbling, and I and. So we were talking, well, I don't remember why we started talking this week, but we were talking, 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm playing Mount Your Friends. And he, you know, I'm telling him about all the wangs that are wobbling. And as, uh, as I'm playing, like, you can grab the wang while you're climbing up. You know, you can grab, like, a previous dude's wang as you're climbing up and trying to make this mountain. (laughs) And then I, you know, I, I don't know what happened where I spiraled out of control because I tend to spiral out of control a lot. And, uh, it became, the band name was Wang Wobblin'. Uh, it's the ATGN cover band, and the the album name is Essential Bacon, and if we ever decided to do a B-side, it would be called Bacon Bits. Um, How this all started, she sends me a message, and it goes, <laughs> God damn, Mount Your Friends is way harder than I thought it was going to be. It's once you get the hang of having to move four <laughs> limbs piece by piece. My first go was rough, because I didn't like the physics. I responded, I think you were just distracted by all the wang flopping around. Because <laughs> if you wang see distraction. That- and then she goes, well, there was a whole lot of wang wobbling going on. And that's where I said, that'd be a great band name. <laughs> nice. And then it just spiraled out of control. <laughs> I mean, we could, get, we could give a taste of uh, some of the track names we had. Let's see, Essential Bacon is track one. Track two, Bacon Log. Track uh, three, Making Bacon Pancakes with the Hoff. Uh, I think nice. the ballad of Tim Tom and, t- or no, uh, Tim Tom Gets No Bacon or something yeah. like that. We had to rename it to Tim Tom Gets No Bacon. Track five was drinking, and then in uh, brackets, bacon grease on the internet. Track six was of dick butts and bacon. Track seven, oh. today bacon, tomorrow your pants. Track eight, making bacon <laughs> naked, a cautionary tale. Oh. Uh, track nine, making your ears bleed of bacon. Track nine, there's bacon in my blood. That's track ten. Track eleven is heartbreak, you ate the last piece of bacon. Track twelve, to- tofu bacon is of the devil. Uh, track thirteen was sexual bacon. And that's when we ran out of track ideas. Um, I've wow. gotten a few from a uh, boyfriend. He sent me uh, uh, bacon, baconria, like uh, Santeria from uh, Sublime. Ooh, I like that. Uh, uh, I believe I can bacon. Um, yeah, let me see. So basically what it comes down to is since we've always talked about bacon, we might as well just make the goddamn album at this point. Yes, yeah. which the problem is is that I don't have a ukulele. So yeah. if anybody wants to... Uh, donate a ukulele this is when we uh, start up our patreon page to get a ukulele <laughs> i bacon it that way bacon take the wheel bacon jesus Ooh, i like bacon jesus that was my play on black jesus from lady gaga wasn't bacon jesus kind of wrong doubly because it's a jew made of bacon pork pork yeah <laughs> pork, pork, I mean, pork 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 we're terrible we're awesome we're i'm not really hell. sure but i mean I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. If anybody wants to donate a ukulele this way, we'll we'll make this album. We'll make it happen. Sweet. I love this plan. So on that note, we're ten minutes in. We've talked about bacon, <laughs> poop, and all sorts of other things. I should probably take. This Let's thing. not mix those two. No. Let's not mix not. bacon no. and poop. No. I should probably no take this tracks. time though. No poop tracks on the album. To welcome everyone to episode 173 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live on Sunday, August 23rd. 2015. I have no idea what we're going to name this show this week, but probably something about bacon. <coughs> Maybe essential bacon. I don't know. I have no ideas yet. <laughs> sexual bacon. <laughs> there you go. Sexual bacon is this week's title. Nice. Ooh, just got a notification. Ship your Amazon package with flexible flyer steel saucer is on the way. Wait. I don't know what flexible that is. Flexible flyer steel saucer is a $48 steel sled that will soon get chopped up, repainted, 
and turned into a $48 steel Captain America shield. Gotcha. Oh, I nice. thought you were going to do some epic sledding out there. That's what I, was I was like, too. I will. Can we have I'm epic Captain America shield? <laughs> Can we have an epic sled battle? <laughs> yeah, but I'm first going to paint mine, put in a giant magnet and arm braces. So it'll be a much cooler sled. I, I mean, if we uh, if we ever do a meetup, I, I say we have an epic sled sledding battle. Epic cool. Sled I'm up battle. for it. I like this plan. But until we can actually meet up together, why don't we just roll into some news of the week? Live from the ATGN studios on the internet, it's the news of the week. And I would just like to point out, it's one of the best damn segues I've had in ages. And it was not very good, and it was still good in my book. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was pretty good. So this is that part of the show where we tell you, our listeners, our audience, what we think is the awesome news of the week. And I'm going to give you a caveat right now. We looked at the news that came out this week before the show, and we were like, uh, there's really not a ton of news. <laughs> so we struggled a little bit to get some <laughs> stuff that, that might be of interest and we hope is of interest. The but big the caveat will be tonight, is SummerSlam. That's true. SummerSlam happens. The so we'll, let's do that first. That. I'm this tempted <laughs> to do my one month trial of the WWE Network tonight just for Stephen Amell on SummerSlam. I am. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm guessing going it's... to do the one month trial just so I can watch SummerSlam tonight on my computer. Nice. I'm getting the. I'm. I'm. I'm good. I. I'm going to be the one who's waiting for it to hit the internet because was like one of the coolest things. Did you guys see he? Uh... Amel did a live video as he was walking out on stage yesterday at a con. Oh, because he's here. Yeah, and as yeah. he was getting ready to do it, he was talking about how SummerSlam was going to be the next night. And it was awesome because like, he really gets some of the aspects of wrestling that a lot of celebrities don't understand. Because he said, you know, he's going to SummerSlam tomorrow night. It's going to be epic. And people hate Stardust. And he was saying that from all the comments that he's getting on his account. But then he followed it up by saying, which means that guy is great at his job. It's like, oh, yes, exactly. he fucking understands. People hate fucking Cody Rhodes right now, and it's because he's amazingly good at being a heel. He is a great <laughs> heel right now. I've actually watched some of uh, the WWE Raw stuff lately because of all the Stephen Amell stuff going on, and I was like, damn, he's kicking yeah, ass. They, they've done so much with Cody Rhodes trying to give him different characters and stuff, and really like doing an offshoot of Gold Dust, making him Stardust, I thought was like the worst idea ever. But he's fucking taken that ball and run with it so well. It is fucking amazing. I love it. I, yeah, yeah I'm been... psyched for tonight. <laughs> I am too. I, I, w I will probably end up getting the free trial, and then I will turn it off after this month. But I also saw one of the cool things is basically he was he's using that Facebook mentions tool that they give for celebrities. It's basically Periscope built into Facebook. Yep. And he was showing himself packing his bag for SummerSlam, and he goes, oh yeah, and I can't forget this, and points to his Green Arrow costume, the green arrow costume. From, uh, yeah. from the next upcoming season of Arrow. So I'm like, holy shit, he's going to go wear the Green Arrow costume yeah, and go kick the, ass in the ring. The and I'm new like, costume. I'm in. It hasn't been premiered on the show, and he's wearing it at SummerSlam. It's awesome. I, I forgot that he, like, I knew that he was here, because I have um, friends who are working over at Wizard World this weekend. So I knew that he was here, and I was like... I didn't realize that SummerSlam was this weekend, too, so I was like, oh, damn it, I missed that chance. Well, SummerSlam's <laughs> in New York, so he's taking a flight out to Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't think he's there, but... I don't think he's in was at Wizard today. Yeah, I, I think, think he was just so, Friday, but... Saturday. Yeah, because uh, he did the video yesterday. 
and he was flying out last night. See, I was going to plan myself to pack myself into his bag and see if he notices. <laughs> he might. It's just might an extra not. 200 pounds. It's fine. He, he might. But, yeah. So, so I guess that's like the overarching show news of the week is that if you're a wrestling fan or a Stephen Amell fan, there's a free trial of the WWE Network you can get just to watch him go and kick ass. Now, the caveat is it's a four-hour pay-per-view, so there's a lot of other stuff going on. True. But, and, and supposedly Jon Stewart's hosting it. Nice. And yeah, for their pay-per-views, if you haven't watched wrestling, especially in a while, they always fucking crank up the celebrity shit, and the matches are always much more insane. So usually a, a pay-per-view is a good time to get back into wrestling if you haven't watched it in a while. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see SummerSlam, because I've been catching a match here and there lately, and I haven't been too stoked about a lot of the storylines. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely up for doing a month of the pay-per-view uh, of the WWE Network, which, yeah, they're still winning the fight with UFC because Titan Sports was smart, and if you do the WWE Network, you get everything, including all the pay-per-views. So it's actually a genius idea. Yeah, it is. I really like it. I've been impressed. But I guess we should actually do some of the real news because we actually have a new bit to try this weekend. I'll do my news first because it's actually pretty quick, and it's out of character for me because I'm going to talk about Doctor Who. But, that uh, is weird for you. It also talks about one of my, my favorite act, current actors right now. Uh, Haley Atwell, I guess, was doing an impromptu Twitter Q&A session last week on the, about the 14th or so. And uh, she was asked by one of her uh, Twitter followers, uh, who would you like to see on Doctor Who? Or, excuse me, would you like to be on Doctor Who? And she responded back, I'd like to be Doctor Who. And I was like, well said. Well nice. said. I saw I, she sent some tweets out later, and she's like, I had no idea this was going to blow up like that. I mean, <laughs> she goes, I was kind of joking. <laughs> I would be fine with that. I, the, but like I said, my number one thing, I will watch Doctor Who if Moffat leaves. I, w- I won't watch it until then. Is he still the showrunner writer? Yeah. I just want Haley Atwell to be Doctor Who now. I think it'd be fantastic. He would then, write her into the ground. He Idris, would write her as a terrible doctor. Idris Elba could be her companion. Idris Elba would be, oh god. Awesome. My panties. <laughs> um, Do you need a moment to collect yourself, Naki? Hand check. <laughs> um, that, that dude gets me wet. Jesus. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> Workout Buddy and I were having we're having conversation as to who even straight the straightest of men are gay for. Stephen uh, Amell, Patrick Stewart. No, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, and Idris Elba were our top three. I mean, yeah, Ryan I, Gosling's a little fluff boy. He's nothing. Your, your list is invalid without Patrick Stewart on it. Oh, and The Rock. Yeah, The Rock, Stephen Amell. Yeah. There's many because let's put it this way: we were at a, I was at a con yesterday. I was talking to one of my friends who's an Arrow fan. There he goes. <laughs> he goes, look. I'm super straight, he goes. But there's a part of you, and Stephen Amell takes off his shirt. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it's like they just manufactured him out of like a statue factory or something. <laughs> and then Ryan Reynolds laugh. has that plus the potty mouth. <laughs> he's, he's, this is all about the that, Hannibal King scenes from Blade 3. Ryan Reynolds is is like just V's. Like He's got the V in the front and the V in the back. And you know those are V's that, that people work hard for. Yep. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, look at his physique and realize that he's got a V going down the front and look at his back and he's got a V going down the back. He's just like a V to pointing to that area. Just like, look at this. I have a yep. butt and I have a penis and here they are. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that is one of the goals. <laughs> oh, yay, I made Chris face palm. It's yay! not a face palm. It's not a face palm. <laughs> it looks like it. It's pretty close. It was close. It was a... Eyebrow on hand. 
Oh. Or, yeah, eyebrow and hand. This is Keep a trying, one. Aki. Keep trying. <laughs> close. Very close. close. One day I will get this. I will get this. <laughs> That's what you think. I'm going to toss the Naki. What do you got for us, Naki? Your news might be more exciting than mine. It's not really. Uh, oh. My news of the week is no more DC comic spinoffs for the CW after Legends of Tomorrow. Which, I mean, that's fine. Like I've said that I thought Arrow was kind of weak last season because they were focusing too more on, on too much on Flash, which is fine. I loved Flash. Um, but now we're bringing on, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, which makes me wonder if the other two are going to suffer now. And then, uh, so it doesn't really bother me. And now they've got Supergirl coming too. I forgot about that. Um, the only thing that bums me out with that news is, uh, I really wanted to see Booster Gold. I really wanted Constantine to maybe get his own show on the CW. Um, but that's basically the only reason why I'm kind of bummed about it. <laughs> I am oh. really excited to see Hot Girl, and I was like, maybe they'll give Hot Girl her own show, because I love Hot Girl. But who doesn't love they, they Hot they got to be a little careful right now, because that's, what, three shows with the exact same showrunners? Four. I think Super Supergirl has the same showrunners. Supergirl has the exact same showrunners, but it's on CBS. Different so, network. Yeah. Different network. They did say they'd cross-promote, but any decision on like episode crossovers is up to the showrunners. CBS is now saying they're open to it, which is exciting, because I guess at one point a couple months ago, they're like, no, we don't want any crossovers. I'm like, what, do you not like money? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm confused here. You should take the money of crossing over. Use the star power associated with like Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin because they've become widely popular with the target audience you're going to want for Supergirl and get them over there. I mean, uh, Stephen Amell, and I know we've just talked a lot about him, but he's just, he's awesome with his fans. And I think that that gets looked over by the networks. Well, there's a like, lot of people that are modeling their interactions after the fans, after what they've seen him do lately. It's really interesting to see. Um, I have a new favorite video from him because I'm behind on his videos. I don't watch them all at like all when he airs them because like some of them he does live and and whatnot. But there was one that he did recently with uh, his daughter, uh, unintentionally with his daughter. He was talking about he was talking about the 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 SummerSlam match. It was before the match was actually made, and um. During the the video, his daughter comes up with a cell phone, and oh, he doesn't yes. even like stop. He just answers the phone, and then he gives the phone back and continues on his video. And I'm like, "Aw, my ovaries exploded! <laughs> like, look at this mess! Damn you, Stephen Amell!" <laughs> and to me, that's just like adorable, and it's like incredibly humanizing, which you don't see people doing. Which again, I've I've had a lot of celebrity encounter being in the biz- business that I was in prior to Poopland and <laughs> patent pending patent pending uh that will be what my my job is actually called now it's Poopland and uh it, it's just it's so I you know I know them more on a human level but I don't think people realize how human they actually are and seeing stuff like that makes you more human I think you're a human no I'm not I'm a really? son that's the best you get. Yeah, she's already not human. We already know that. I was set up all along the watchtower. Like I've, I, I thought like there's a jukebox that plays all along the watchtower as I walk around places. If, and you, only if it ever comes side. on like a bar or something, and it's never happened to me, but if it ever does, I want to look at someone and be like, "Where's that fracking music coming from? <laughs> it's coming from the fracking ship!" And see if anyone catches the reference. Sadly, I don't think anyone would. It makes I sense. would. I see. I just. 
I'm going to. I think one of my one of, one of my lazy cosplays one day is going to be. I'm going to wear you know one of my black wife beater tank tops and my like black pants and have my uh my belt on, but like throw on a, a speaker that just plays that music <laughs> and sees nice. how many people will actually understand. That's your all along the watchtower. <laughs> all right, so Anthony, what do you got for us Let's this find week? Clones. I have got. Chris Pine wants to be all your heroes. He's Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt now? Apparently, yeah. It's, it's a world of Chris's and we're just fucking living in it. Um, there was rumor of him being part Fuck of the yeah. Green Lantern Corps, but it looks like uh, instead of being Hal Jordan, what we're actually going to get is Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. He has actually uh, been cast with a multi-picture deal for Wonder Woman sequels in the Justice League and probably a couple other flicks to show up as Wonder Woman's love interest in the DC movie franchises. So, yeah, he's he's Captain Kirk. He's um, Jack Ryan. He's motherfucking Steve Trevor. He, he's just all your heroes now. Deal with it. You cannot escape Chris Pine. He will join the world of Chris's, and they are taking over. I'm taking over, because I'm, <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm pretty sure at some point, once Affleck leaves, Chris Pine will then be Batman. That, that'll well, they, be, he'll, they made he'll, James he'll Bond turn blonde. Steve Trevor into Batman. They made James Bond blonde, so they could make Bruce Wayne be blonde, I guess. They could also just dye his hair. It wouldn't Remember, be everyone got very butthurt over the fact that Daniel Craig was blonde and it was going to be James Bond. Oh, no. It's just uh, a yeah, reminder I'm, of stupid things the internet gets yeah. butthurt over. I have, thoughts, I have thoughts about that, but I will save it. Because stuff and things. <laughs> stuff and things. I'm very confused. But yeah, I'm I'm stoked because it means we're getting another big name actor on the Wonder Woman film. So hopefully, it's one more agent to push them to have a good script and get us a really good Wonder Woman movie. So DC quits fucking around and make it to where the trilogy is actually the trilogy in film. I would just settle nice. for a good DC movie. Yeah, well, we'll see. You're Sorry, asking that, a lot, that was, Chris. That was me There's taking the pot coming. and just stirring it around a little bit yeah. to see what happens. Chris, you're asking There's a, a lot. Coming. <laughs> but uh, did you all see that Nathan Fillion said at Wizard World this weekend that he wants to be Booster Gold? He, I did see that. He needed to be Booster Gold. He's the cheesiest man in Hollywood. The fact that he hasn't worn a gold suit yet is just wrong. I'd rather see him be Hal Jordan again. I yeah. said it. I said it. Maybe. He's getting and, uh, we'll older. Chris is also a Chris. It is a world of Chris's knocking. We're just fucking living it. Jesus Christ, they're everywhere. Uh, my brother's name is, is Chris, so, you know, I got yeah. that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> so, I got that going for me. Mm, it's nice. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's so, nice. before we move on to a new kind of game or gimmick we're going to try and start, why don't I toss it over to Anthony? He's going to tell us about some other stuff going on on the Gunna Geek Network today, once he finishes sipping his coffee, as I'm segueing here. God damn it, Anthony, out. you fucked it all up. <laughs> I wasn't sure I could read all this without another sip of coffee. Alright, so we got episode 79 coming, uh, Daredevil World on Fire. The Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. will discuss the Daredevil episode World on Fire. Crew is joined by fellow Gunna Geek podcaster and newly minted podcast producer Kara Hansen from In Defense of Podcast, Gallifrey Public Radio Podcast, and the Gotham Nightline Podcast. Fellow Gunna Geek podcaster Neil from Legends Podcast steps in to give us his second Mighty Marvel moment, and it's awesome, trust us. And as always, the hosts also take time to discuss the week in Marvel news and review all the awesome Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. feedback. 
course, the problem is SP buried the lead in this. I'm also on that episode. <laughs> and you get some more Chris because it's just a world of Chris and deal with it. That's good. I was getting Chris to it. In all, in all honesty, uh, Neil's mighty Marvel moment is pretty fantastic. If you read the Marvel comics, he basically breaks down everything that's going on in them and whether they're good, bad, indifferent. I don't know. Do I, do awesome I read lesson. Marvel comics? This was no. this week's stack. You don't read any Marvel comics. <laughs> that's all the Marvels. <laughs> Someone needs to break Anthony of his addiction to comic books. I mean, at least not he's not addicted to crack or anything. Gonna happen. Kind there's of. no, there's no power in the verse that can stop me from getting comic books on fucking payday. Thank I'm you, just Captain saying. Mal. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's not crack, but it might as well be. Crack is whack, it's yo. Better you're than spe- crack. You're spending about just as much, so. Yeah, but I can reread it, and I get the artwork, and I get the digital copies, and then eventually, at some point, I might be able to sell them and get ten cents on the dollar back. Maybe Ooh. you can't get a refund on crack. I've never seen a crack dealer that does refunds. So I'm you saying sure? you're just There's doing no it wrong. Investment. There's you're no investment in the crack. You're not going <laughs> to the right crack dealers then. You got to do it right, man. Well, it's Idaho. We're very limited in our crack dealers here. Touché. Like it's. We have one small neighborhood called Garden City, which is like the worst name for a little area because it's really meth town. Meth <laughs> I thought that was Alaska. <laughs> well, I mean, Alaska probably has a bit too. Think about all the open area you can build a meth lab in Alaska and have no worries about it burning anything down. Because you, you can just drop a trailer anywhere and you know, 200 miles from anything and there's nothing around you. Meth lab blows up, no big deal. Move 100 miles down the road, build another one. My my friend's uh, brother lives in Alaska right now, and they're going through their 30 days of night right now, and he's like, watch out for vampires. I could see it. It's actually, that actually is not a bad movie. I, I, I rewatched it. it not too long ago. I'm like, huh, I actually didn't mind this movie. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, the kid that plays Angel that's in it, and Spaker Dave from the first, from the Thomas Jane Punisher, the, the kid who's in the jail cell warning them about it, he's mm-hmm. fucking good and creepy in that movie. He's really he played that role that really well. Because, yeah, like, he's he's super creepy in that. Like, it wasn't a horror movie to me, but I still really enjoyed it. I don't know. I have a hard time finding things that are actually horror films because I don't get scared from them. But I don't like watching, like, at the same time, I don't watch horror films after a certain time because then it gets into my brain and I when I sleep at night, it just gets worse. <laughs> That's just because there's a lot of horror films that aren't good either. That That's true. true. Put out there and you're like, oh, this is fantastic. They did a list of the best horror films of the 21st century. I just Cap- saw that. Number one. I, I actually just saw that and um, I still need to see Drag Me to Hell and I need to see It Follows. Actually, number one. I haven't seen It Follows yet. Drag Me to Hell was pretty good because that was the first Sam Raimi post Spider-Man film. And so to see Sam Raimi kind of get back into a Sam Raimi movie was really good. It's it's a little like formulaic as a as a horror movie, but it was definitely good. And it was one of those ones where if you saw it in the theater, the sound effects like fucking blew you back in your seat. They went crazy on the sound. So it's one if you have the option of like a friend with a huge home theater system that's got like massive speakers, watch Drag Me to Hell with the best sound quality you can because the but, sound in that film is amazing. But boyfriend won't watch horror films. <laughs> He's smart. They're generally he's not very good. Wimp. No, he doesn't. He just doesn't like them. Also known as he's a wimp. Oh, snap. <laughs> Them's fighting words, Anthony. Don't get me started I'll, on that, I'll Anthony, fight him. all right? Don't get me started on that. No, I'll get you started. You'll see, I'll be, I'll be the one in his place because I'm defending his honor. And, oh, <laughs> speaking of which, of things that I did this week, 
I did uh I did my leg presses uh Friday. I did four hundred and ten pounds. Nice. Nice. Screw you all. I will That's kill you awesome. with my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad way to go. I'm glad somebody Nothing said it. Teeth, but that's all I'm saying. Not a bad way to go. There are much worse ways to die. <laughs> so, I don't even know how to segue. So, Nock, you actually tell us, tell us about this uh, this new game you found for us. We might be rolling into everything. I enjoyed that you. I enjoyed that you you tried to segue us in the middle of that, but it didn't really work. There's absolutely no way to segue out of that. And <laughs> granted, no, no, I have limited talent as a podcast host, <laughs> so my limited talent couldn't spin that. I imagine someone who's more talented might have been able to figure out a way to spin it, but it sure as hell wasn't going to be me. Right. Something like, don't get me started on size. <laughs> Well, see, I tried to do that like two minutes ago, and you guys blew through the whole dungeon. Well, you should have tried harder. Because we are the best. That's all there is to it. This week on Imager, there was a, a picture floating around of a Tumblr post that says, okay, so there's a game that me and my friends say called Don't Get Me Started. And basically, someone gives another person a random topic, and they have to go on an angry rant about it. And it's the best thing that's ever happened to us at parties and car rides, so I recommend playing sometimes with your friends. So, obviously, I posted this on the ATGN page, and that we need to do this. Because um, it's well known that we like to argue and rant and rave. It's true. If there's one thing the ATGN crew knows how to do, it's rant. So what happens when we give them a topic and ask them to cut loose? Don't get me started on flat screen TVs. Don't get me started on reboots. Seriously, don't get them started. So, I am going to toss this to Chris first. Because he always tosses it to me first. That's because I... Okay. What's and my your, topic? Your topic is flat screen TVs. Flat screen TVs. Okay. Don't get me started on flat screen TVs. I'm tired of hearing about this whole crazy new fangled technology getting rolled in every year. I've got to buy a flat screen because it's got 3D. i got to buy a flat screen because now it's at 120 hertz instead of 60 hertz. I have enough... TV crap in my house. Don't make me buy more by being like, oh, you have to have the 3D craze so you can watch shitty movies that never should have been in 3D to begin with. Because remember, the only good 3D movie is the one that's filmed with 3D cameras, not the post-studio conversion crap so they can sell me more glasses to watch a film on screen and then make me buy a 3D TV and Blu-ray player when I get home. This is absolute crap every two years. Here's the new fangled thing you have to have on your TV. What's it going to be next? I don't know. Probably... I have no... Actually, I do know. It's the curved LCD screens. That's the new big thing, and I don't fucking understand that one bit. Why the hell do I want my screen to be curved? What does this do for me as a consumer? Come up with just... No, I'm going to buy a TV every five to six years when it craps out, and stop trying to sell me on a gimmick. And that's the other one Willie mentions in there. 4K. That's great if I want to watch 4K, but nothing supports it. So don't even get me started on that either. 4K, the only thing I can do is download a little bit of stuff, which then clogs up my internet pipe because of all the bandwidth I'm pulling to download 4K. Yeah, don't get me started on flat screen TVs, Naki. It's bullshit. I'm actually pretty impressed right now. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled for a minute there. I did. That was a good topic. See here, I tailored mine specifically for the people here because I thought you guys would have more fun arguing. I see what you did. I'm not giving you the easy one I wrote for you, Naki. So, Anthony, <laughs> your topic, and you'll enjoy this one, Doctor Doom on film. Oh, shit. Oh, we started I, I just queued you up film. for an awesome one. 
so far, the one of the greatest villains in the Marvel Universe has been portrayed by Julian McMahon and random kind of Russian kid. And I'm not even sure. Was he in the Roger Corman? Did he? I've... I haven't even I've seen stills from it, but I don't even know if they actually made him the villain. So technically, they've made four Fantastic Four films, the longest-running team comic book in comics history, and not once has the villain ever been done to closely resemble the powers. At least in the Fox FF one and two, he had the look. I'll give him that. It was still a suit kind of melted to him after the first film, but. Still, at least he did kind of look like Doom, but not once have they ever had him be the mystical sorcerer, badass monarch of another country that Doom should be. They all all versions of him on film, Doom finds as failures. They are failures. Pretty much, I agree with you. That's all I got. So don't get him started on Doctor Doom, folks. It's yep. not going to be pretty. <laughs> all right. Um, pretty. I don't know if this will work or not. And <laughs> Naki. You know that they're uh, rebooting Invincible, my favorite comic book, after 128 issues? What? Yeah. The new storyline is called Reboot. <laughs> I wonder why. all they're saying. <laughs> How you doing with that? I don't uh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell us how you really feel, Anthony. <laughs> no, you have to tell me how you feel about reboots. Yeah, we're getting you started. On oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest uh, segment. See, now ever. that's how you fail a segue, Chris. <laughs> I was trying to continue the game going, not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bad at this. I am. I am not. Hey, Yay, I was this... the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about that local sports team? All right, don't get me started on reboots. Let's talk about everything that's been rebooted. Fantastic Four, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Jason, uh, let's see, everything that I love as a child is fucking terrible, and let's talk about something that I really enjoyed as a child, is like the girliest thing that I enjoyed as a child, Gem and the fucking Holograms, alright? Now, have we seen this this new new trailer that's popped out? We've basically took, taken the uh, Fault in Our Stars, slapped some face paint on it, and said, hey, Here's Gem and the Holograms. No, Gem and the Hologram includes magic. It includes the misfits. It includes rock and roll music. Not, hey, I strummed a guitar once on YouTube and suddenly I'm famous. Like, this is fucking bullshit. If you're going to reboot something, do it right. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to redo exactly everything that has been done because that's not the point of a reboot. A reboot should be taking the original story and making a great homage to it and making it your own but still owning what it was if that makes any sense jj abrams star trek no jj uh, abrams star trek was star wars which was, was the star only wars. way to make me interested in star trek because i think it was a great reboot <laughs> it was star wars which we can only hope that this star wars is not star trek i mean this is like they no! he's got confused he got confused there so, I mean, reboots should don't, just don't get me started on reboots. Naki, that was a nice spin taking a specific reboot and then just spinning it to all reboots in general. Well done. <laughs> Thank I kind of thought that would work. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fucking rebooting Nightmare on Elm Street again. But Freddy Krueger's got Robert England is coming back now. 
Oh, is that the new rumor? Okay, yeah. if he comes back, then it's not a reboot. It's just fucking more Freddy. Because yes. that's actually Freddy. See, Without the, Robert England, it's another failure, and it shouldn't be touched. But you know what? The the uh, James Earl Haley is creepy as fuck. I don't like, know, he did a good job, but he stepped into a job destined to fail. No matter how good he was at that role, it wouldn't work. Because nobody but Robert England is Freddy Krueger. I mean, the guy is... like I had said prior to that coming out, if Jackie Earl Haley stepped in as Freddy Krueger, I think I would enjoy it. I think he was given a bad script. I don't think it was him that was the problem. I think he was given a script that wasn't worth him doing it. Oh, yeah, no. He did a great job and did a creepy version of his idea of another version of Freddy Krueger. Jackie Earl Haley was great, and a lot of the actors in that movie were great. Some of the editing was fantastic. There was good ideas, but the storyline itself fell apart, focusing more on the child molester aspect than the child murder aspect. And the rape. Like, the rape well, yeah. was, was but bad. It, it's also, I was it's like... one of those things where it was the same thing they discovered when they shot the second film. They tried to put a stunt double in the Kruger makeup and have him do a sequence, and they realized that when you have someone in that makeup, no one has no one can pull off the personality of Freddy Krueger other than Robert England. He's the only one that can do it. Yeah. Which can I, it... Anybody you want in that makeup, but they can't give you Freddy. They can do the look, they can do the mannerisms, but they cannot give you, they cannot deliver the Kruger the way that Robert England does. And Freddy Krueger is one of my favorites. Like, cause not only just because he's creepy, but he's one that has a personality. Like, Jason well, is yeah, just he, like... He was the first slasher with a real personality, and that's why he's lasted so long. Yeah. And it's 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 a shame, because, I like I said, I really wanted, if they were going to reboot uh, Freddy Krueger, I really wanted Jackie Earl Haley as that Roland, because he is, and he I is super it. creepy. I like that movie. <laughs> It had good things in it. Of the Platinum Dune remakes of all the films that they've done, it's one of the better ones. That still doesn't make it a great movie. Okay, but yeah, no. Jackie Earl Haley did some good stuff in it. And hell, Clancy Brown's in it as one of the parents. Clancy Brown is always fucking awesome. True. But yeah, it, it, it was one of those ones where it was destined for failure. Because it's not like when they redid Friday the 13th. You can really, honestly... Kane Hodder was the best Freddy or the best Jason ever, but he's the only one that gave Jason any type of actual personality. Everybody else was just a guy in a mask. And Basically. yeah, there's no talking. Yeah, it's just a big and dude running around. And so to, it doesn't matter who's in the mask. And to be fair, it's not Jason in the first movie, the original first movie. Yeah, which was a weird way to remake it and skip the whole mom thing anyways. Yeah, yeah. well, they did that with the sequels. And I was like, why? Like, like that was that was really cool. Like, it was his mom. <laughs> it wasn't Jason. So guys, yeah, it's, gotta... it's one of those things where, yeah, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street ones, they're destined for failure if it's Rob, not Robert England. I got a good idea for a reboot. I'm going to reboot Ninja Turtles with the Shredder played by Carl Winslow. As long as Stephen Amell is Casey Jones, I'll watch it. <laughs> I was setting you up for that one, Naki. <laughs> He's high-fiving St. Pe Peter. Because if you're not familiar, Naki has a picture behind her every time she broadcasts with Carl Winslow dressed as the Shredder high-fiving St. Peter. It's very At the Pearly Gates. At the Pearly Gates. And it makes me laugh every time I see it. So it was really just an excuse for me to bring that up. I also have screen. all the turtles now. My sister has an artist friend who is a painter. And for my birthday, she got him to paint all four of the Ninja Turtles. And they are now watching me as I podcast. Nice. Um, and they're great. Uh, I wish I knew his name. She just said it was a friend of hers. So, um, so I have, not only do I have the Shredder, but I have... All four of the Ninja Turtles and my Medieval Times crew. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
And now it's slowly starting to make its way down. Um, and then watch, I, I won't be in this room much longer. So <laughs> <laughs> I finally got some decoration going on behind me and I'm not going to be in here much longer. But that's You can okay. have some of my decoration. I got too much. I've got a lot upstairs. I just haven't brought it down because I didn't think I was, I was going to be here much this long. So I got Spider-Man though, so I win. Spider-Man. That's true. Spider-Man. He watches you it. as you sleep. He does. It's comforting. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, in the chat room, Willie has said, uh, I heard that they were going to have Freddy Krueger be innocent in the remake last time, but changed it. I thought it would have been a cool idea so that the parents killed him for no reason. Yeah, because if you watch the movie, it's not until the very end that you find out he really was guilty. And so, yeah, I think it was set up to where it was going to be something where he was just kind of a creepy janitor, but didn't actually do anything wrong. But the parents murdered him because one of the kids made accusations that were fake. I think that would have been a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it could. They could have done something interesting there, but but it's Platinum Dunes. Yeah, <laughs> they don't do anything. But but <laughs> let's be real. I don't want to be real. They'll sneak in an occasional original idea on accident, usually, like the micro dreams that they had in the new Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, the micro dreams were a fucking cool sequence. That was a really cool some, idea. Led yeah. to some great editing. Yeah, that was, that was the one original idea that snuck through their script and their production department that nobody was able to kill. Yeah. They were able to kill all the other original ideas they had. Because <laughs> it's Platinum Dudes. <laughs> so, everyone should let us know what you thought of this game, if we should continue doing it. Um, I think we should go more random next time, not something tailored specifically to us, but just name a random item like they did with Chris. <laughs> yeah, I fucking rocked that, though. Yeah, and you really did. Like, that was amazing. <laughs> Yes. I struggled to begin with, and then I had to just get my BS engine turned on. You guys don't remember, I have a BS in bullshitting. <laughs> also known as an engineering degree. I say, I have a BFA in bullshitting. Yeah. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Yeah, that's all bullshit. See, I got, I got liberal arts, which is lame assholery, I guess. <laughs> I have a I have a literal BS in BS though. That's one of my BSs in biometric systems. So I can tell people I have a nice. BS in BS. And it is so fantastic. does that mean you make fingerprint scanners? And if so, do you want to send one my way? Um, we'll talk after the show about the kind of things I did with that degree. Yes. Ah. <laughs> That's an insight into my life that the listeners don't need. <laughs> I need I need retina scanners. I need I need fingerprint scanners. You want retina that. or iris? There's a difference. Retina. Mm. There's not a lot of people doing retina scanners right now. Alright, do Iris, whatever. Yeah, there we go. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk after the show. I'd like to scan her. Hey yo. Hey yo. I'm, I'm, I'm telling boyfriend. Huh. I don't know. You I just nothing. test him and see if he listens to the podcast. And if he, he brings it up. No. <laughs> there you go. It's okay. No, Most, he, 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 does, he does every now and then. It just depends on if he wakes up in the morning and if he's got to work. Fair enough. So... We got a little bit of time here. I had one other news story we should probably touch on before we start wrapping things up because I'm kind of a fan of Agents of Shield and some Is of the characters. Is it Bacon on Jesus? It. I wish it was Bacon Jesus. Uh, Variety has reported that ABC is de- is uh, nearing a deal to do a pilot series called Marvel's Most Wanted, starring Adrian Palicki and Nick Blood. Basically, the Mockingbird spinoff that got canned six months ago, as far as we know. Now ABC wants a pilot, and I'm kind of intrigued because. I've enjoyed Mockingbird's character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The problem is, she wouldn't be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore, so I'm conflicted. Hmm. I'm really conflicted. Well, since they're adding the Secret Warriors, 
that would be the time, you know, if a character's going to spin off and have her own show, that would be a good time for it. And since they kind of stole the Wonder Woman show from her, like, I, I would feel better if she got they, her own show. They didn't she's a, steal it. It, it, was she is a steaming, it was a steaming pile of crap, the Wonder Woman I show that was being done. I watched the pilot. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't I've that good I've seen a lot of either. things aired on network TV that are way worse. Anthony, it was barely better than The Cape. Yeah, which Oof. means it should have gotten at least a season. The Cape should have even gotten greenlit. I got sucked in. The Cape Keith was great. No. I love it. Keith David was the MF and man. That's why. It's he was great. So was the Angry Midget. The Angry Midget was awesome. And Summer Glau was good, but Summer Glau's a show killer, Summer as we all know. Summer is the show killer. How can someone so talented and so cute and so sexy just kill everything she's a part of? It's, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Um... I guess I have one other thing before we wrap things up because I'm just doing random news. If you're a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation and you want to watch on Netflix, I guess Netflix has gradually been rolling out the remastered Blu-ray versions of Star Trek The Next Generation as the Netflix cuts for it, too. So I guess this has been happening and should be done almost all the way now. But if you're in the United States and you're a Netflix subscriber, you can see the HD remastered versions of Next Gen, if that's, if that's your thing. I'm kind of excited, actually, because... I'm stoked. I don't have to go buy Blu-rays to get the higher visual cues. Visual qual- Wow. Visual quality. I, I do podcasting. I can't talk very well. <laughs> podcasting is hard. That's true. I've, I've heard such a thing. I've only been doing it for three years. God, we've been together for like three years now. I'm sorry. And not even talking like the time before when we were writers. I was <laughs> <laughs> a blogger. Writers. Oh, writer. <laughs> writers. Am I the only one who's still kind of writing for Gunna Geek? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do too many podcasts for Gunna Geek to have time to write. That's my excuse. I think Bakker's Best is the only thing that's been written for that website you know, in about six months. I, I stopped kicker. working at a comic book shop. Here's the kicker. I developed a column that would be easy for me to do each week and i'm still not doing it because i'm like oh shit it's, i ran out all of time all you have to do is post a youtube video you lazy bastard and provide some analysis <laughs> and you know what i have a bunch of stuff saved up on my youtube account i have a playlist that's hidden for everyone that's my <laughs> confessions of a youtube addict playlist so if i ever go back to do it again hell i should probably just do it again i uh now i feel bad and sad i you should you're making big papa cry chris I've been working on my YouTube channel forever, and I haven't actually launched anything. Maybe I should just start putting them up and then just being like, here, I did some things. Here they are. Because <laughs> the first, I, I act, okay, so I, I I called it Secret Project for a long time because Secret I wasn't sure how. Project. Secret Project. Secrets. Um, because I wasn't sure when I was actually going to launch it or anything, and I'm still not sure if it's going to officially launch yet. Um, I'm just going to slowly start throwing stuff up there, and then I'll officially launch it at some point or another. Um, <clears throat> but I actually did film the first night of me playing Five Nights at Freddy's, and Chris here is one of the few who has seen it, um, and... <laughs> He was amused, but mostly because I was getting freaked the fuck out, and he enjoys watching that. Yeah, it was entertaining. Um, you also get to see my dog attack my face briefly <laughs> in the film. Dog cause, attack! Because he he's not cooperative when I'm trying to do things, and he just wanted to attack my face. 
So he wanted attention. It's he wanted attention. He got his attention by attacking my face. <laughs> that that sounds like a valid way to get attention. It, well, yeah. I mean, it hurts. Goddamn dog. <laughs> oh, you love him. But we should probably, we should probably wrap up the show. We'll do that in our normal way. It's when we share with you guys what we've been getting into or planning on getting into coming up. And I'll go first because it hasn't been much. I was at a con yesterday. Might be going back this afternoon, time depending. And I spent way too much money on artwork. Nice. Way too much. Um, what else am I getting into? Episode 4 of Tales from the Borderlands downloaded. Like I realized that, I think, Tuesday night when I was coming down to podcast. I left Steam open and it said, three downloads complete. I'm like... Three downloads? What the hell happened? And then I was like, oh, Tales from the Borderlands! And then I didn't play because I suck at life and I haven't played. I don't know why. I feel bad. I'll play that this afternoon, maybe. And what else have we been getting into? Um, not much. It's been kind of boring around here. But uh, I'm going to toss it to, to Naki. What have you been getting into since I always toss to her? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, boyfriend and I went and saw the new Mission Impossible movie. Um which is uh, Rogue Nation. Was it good? I haven't seen it yet. Um, okay, so my problem with the, the newer Mission Impossibles is my favorite part of the first Mission Impossible was that there was so many twists and turns, it was actually kind of hidden as to what was happening, you know, and it didn't re- always really follow the storyline because um, it, was, it, was, it, was it was one that actually had, like, twists and turns and stuff like that. Uh, since 2 on, they stopped doing that. It was, it's weird. Like, they, they just kind of like, we did it! There you go! And it, we won. It's like, and that, that was my problem with Rogue Nation, too, is that they, they, it's basically just, let's see how many stunts we can make Tom Cruise do and call it a movie. <laughs> that sounds like a doable thing to me. Um, and some jokes from Simon Pegg. And, and jokes from Simon Pegg. And, Open the door! <laughs> uh, so I, I, it was, it was a, a popcorn movie, for sure. Um, but the, the things that we saw beforehand, uh, was they did a couple of of good previews. They did the Star Wars one. Um, they did the James Bond one. Now, here's the thing. I'm not a Bond fan. I've never sat down and watched any James Bond movies all the way through. I've never really gotten into it. Um, my, my, uh, extent of knowing James Bond is watching Archer and Austin Powers. Um, (laughs) holy shit. You're missing out on some good movies, some bad ones, but some good ones too. Um, but they had one for the new Bond movie coming out called Spectre. Spectre. And it actually looks like something I would get into. So now I'm kind of curious if I would actually like a James Bond movie or not. Um, it's not that I dislike James Bond. It's just not. I'm not a spy movie person. That's why I've never seen the, any of the Bourne movies or um, I've never seen. Oh, I don't know. They're, like spy movies just I've never really gone out of my way to see. Um so I might actually see this one. Who knows? Uh, something interesting that, uh, since it's been brought to my attention more and more lately, um, is noticing people of color and uh, women in movies. Because I guess I just never really thought about it as it, when I was younger. So I'm watching the previews, and we had five previews. It was white guy, white guy, white girl, white guy, white guy. And I was like, huh, interesting. And then I'm watching Rogue Nation, and there are... Two black guys, one woman, and that's it. Or no, I'm sorry, three black guys, one woman, and that was it. Wait, in was the like, previews, didn't you say you saw Star Wars? Oh, I'm sorry. There was, I, I take that back. There was four previews, or no, five previews, one of them was okay. So, that was Star Wars. Oh, so yeah, you have, you have the one main black character. So. Yeah. 
and a woman. So there was, but yeah. And an alien. And an alien. And a Wookiee. And a Rollerbot. And a Rollerbot. And Han Heffin Solo. But, so yeah, that was just something that I that I noticed watching Look, these. Chewie. Chewie's a person of color, right? I said a Wookiee. I said a Wookiee. <laughs> A Wookiee. Does, does he count? Does he count as a person of color? Yeah, he's technically a white guy. He's a white if you guy shaved him, what? If you shaved him, what color would Chewbacca be? <laughs> I don't. Is there anything that that hair is attached to? I just figured like a giant knot in the middle. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was just something interesting that I noticed while watching these. Um, other than that, uh, I, yeah, like Chris, I saw that Tales of the Borderland updated. Um, I am still. Uh, I've only played the first two episodes. I still need to play three and four. Um, I've been playing, like we were talking earlier with our band, Wayne Wobblin. Uh, I've been playing Mount Your Friends like crazy. And that has been a lot of fun. And so it's really... Early reviews of Borderlands episode four so it's the funniest of them so far. Yay. I'm excited. Uh, nice. uh, it's really fun to text boyfriend saying that I'm playing Mount Your Friends. It's really ridiculous. He He gets a little worried, though. And, uh... Working out like a fiend. Uh, I actually lost my gym partner. This week was his last week with me. So I'm now on my own. Uh, if anybody wants to keep me on my toes about that, feel free. Um, I you do, can do it. I do uh, accountability posts on Instagram. I work out four or five days a week. Uh, usually Monday through Friday because then I just go to work right after because I work in a gym. And then, uh, yeah, that is that is what I've been getting into I am, my muscle is definitely showing now, and uh, super excited show. about that. Gun show, and like I said, I leg pressed for over 400 pounds yesterday, so, nice. or Friday, so. I will kill you with my thighs. Squish your head like a melon. Maybe that's the episode title. <laughs> Squish your go. head like a melon. A good way to die. Death by thighs. So Anthony, which, all came from a, which all came from a Bond movie, GoldenEye, where Jean Grey kills people with their thighs. Nice. <laughs> they actually had a Bond villain that did that as her killing move. <laughs> it was a great fucking movie. <laughs> Bomka Jensen murdering you with her thighs is definitely not a bad way to die. <laughs> no. I would be okay with it. Indeed. Um, I have also been doing the workout thing. I finished week eight of the Captain America workout on Friday. I'm up to five days a week and decided that uh, starting next month, I will bump it up to six with sprints all five days, Monday through Friday. So that will continue to suck because it's been hot as fuck in Idaho. So I'm usually working out in anywhere between 90 and 105 degree weather every day after work. But yeah, sweat stuff often like Naki. I'm, I'm heading to the gun show as well. Thing, things are going well. My, my weight has actually been fairly consistent only because I'm lifting heavy weights and eating protein all day, every day. And Are you counting your uh, macros? Are you doing it right? Nope. I'm just eating whatever I want and lifting heavy weight, which it seems to be working because my gut is getting smaller and my arms and shoulders are getting bigger. So. Right? That's that's my, my – I'm like, my gut is smaller, my boobs are smaller, which makes me sad. and But my chest is tighter and my guns are bigger. See? that's <laughs> That's the important stuff. Yeah, I've been doing that. Um, I got my tax return, which helped me actually go and empty my comic book long box or my pull box. So uh, Corbett, the owner of Captain Comics, is really happy. I've had a couple of trades sitting in my box for probably about eight months. And so I was able to go in and just grab everything, which was really nice. But yeah, which is why my, my stack of Marvel books was super huge. Uh, Secret Wars number five 
continues to be one of the coolest events they've ever done. Um, Ultimate End was good. Battle World was all right. Battle World's weird because it's each issue is a mishmash of just random stories. So like this one, you have James Stokey doing a Silver Surfer story. Um, for those that don't know, James Stokey did a crazy comic book. Um, oh, it was a weird world where like cut up pieces of troll penises were used as currency called Gronk. I can't even remember what the book was called, but like is that the guy the human is human horn. I feel like that's like a rip off a of human horn. I don't know, but the comic was super weird, and seeing him do like a ten-page Silver Surfer story in Battle World was really crazy, but also really good. The guy has insanely detailed artwork that just he looks like he's just a crack fiend when he draws his pages because all the little details and noodling that he does is just amazing. Um, giant size, little A versus X Marvel, Scotty Young drawing and writing continues to be probably the funniest thing in comics. Um, even if you don't want to pick up anything from Secret Wars or any of the Battle World stuff, get this book because it will put a smile on your face every single month when it comes out. Scotty Young is just the best in the world. I'm also looking forward to, uh, Image has in previews finally. Um, in a couple months, his new book is coming out from Image called, uh, I Hate Fairyland. And so it's Scotty Young getting to do his, like, the, the baby-style artwork for a Fairyland character in a world that he created where he's writing the story and there's no Marvel restrictions because it's an image comic. It's going to be fucking amazing. Um, Guardians of Nowhere has been really good. A couple of issues uh, from more of the Secret, world, the Secret Wars Battle World stuff. Uh, Spider-Verse, all the spider books have continued to be good. Silk, um, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Island. That one's probably my favorite one where they have um, the world continued with uh, the version of Manhattan where every single person got spider powers and was taken over by the queen. And uh, the main hero in this world is Flash Thompson. This one is a really good book. And then um, The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, which was kind of the continuation of the actual main Amazing Spider-Man series with uh, Dan Slott writing and uh, Kubert drawing. This is one of the coolest books ever because you get to meet um, Peter Parker's daughter, who has now been kind of cut loose and allowed to use her spider powers. And in this one was issue four. You see little little girl Parker take out the Sinister Six. Nice. And the way she does it is amazing because she fights like an angry little girl, but an angry little girl with enhanced spider powers. So it is a fucking fantastic issue. So that has continued to be really good. Um, Kanan, the last Padawan, they kind of finished the end uh, origin story of Kanan in this issue, and it's continuing on with just now Rebel stories. So um, this is probably my, I, yeah, it's I think it's my favorite Star Wars story that they've done with all the relaunches of bringing the Star Wars books over to the Marvel Universe. You know, it's stuck that they took everything from Dark Horse, but this has been a, a really cool book, and it really shows you how um, Kanan became who he is. So that one's been really good. And then um, Image, of course, continues to be the best company out there. Um, Invincible, they have actually changed the cover. It now just says, the best comic in the universe. I agree up until Reboot. When Reboot happens, I'm not sure if that title will hold. Right now, it's still my favorite book every month. But when they reboot it, I'm, I'm not too excited about that. Birthright is still the coolest, most original fantasy story in 10 years. It's a super cool take on the Chosen One storyline of a kid that gets lost in the world or lost in the woods, disappears to a fantasy world, and comes back to our Earth as a full-grown, battle-tested adult 
who's basically a sword and sorcerer version of Conan that's damn near unkillable. And it's a great, great story. We Stand on Guard is awesome. It's America versus Canada. And it's just the crazy war. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn's writing it. Steve Scrooge's artwork is awesome. And then um, we got the new AMC Fear the Walking Dead coming out. But for those that don't know, the real Walking Dead is still going. They're on issue 145. And the, the kind of ominous cover is awesome. It's just Michonne's katana with blood in the field. And, yeah, it's... Some massive shit has happened. They've flash-forwarded in the future a couple years where Rick's people are basically safe, and they have just met the newest, um, what is going to be their new enemy, and that enemy did something as a way to kind of declare war on them, and Rick is trying not to go to war because he's actually afraid of this other group, unlike he was afraid of Negan and everybody else after the, during the all-out war stuff. He's afraid of this group that they've met. But something happens in here where, yeah, the, the the Walking Dead characters, Rick's people, are afraid and have good fucking reason to be. But, yeah, this is the start of shit's about to get real again in the Walking Dead comics, where Michonne and some of the other people are very, very much not happy and for damn good reason because some awful shit has happened in the book. And then I didn't spend much money this weekend, but I will be spending it next weekend because next Saturday we have the Boise Library Comic Con coming here. Where are you getting your tattoo? I'm not getting a tattoo because there's no tattoos at this Library Con. And it's, it's a Library <laughs> Con. It's a free one. It's one day. So, yeah, I, I don't count that one for tattoos. I'm not really going anywhere. But it's awesome. Uh, Joel Jones, who dated one of my friends in high school, is the artist on Helheim. And a bunch of other books for Oni Press is coming back again. So I've already contacted her about getting another New Warriors sketch in my new Warriors Con sketchbook. Uh, she did an Amarita for me last year, which is gorgeous, so I'm going to get another one. And she talked, uh, apparently it looks like she talked Steve Lieber, who is a member of the Periscope studio with her in Portland to come this year. So he is coming. Um, for people that don't know, he was the artist on Whiteout, the one they turned into the Kate Beckinsale movie. He was the artist on a bunch of the Civil War comics, and he was the artist on The Deadly Foes of Spider-Man, which I actually own a page of when I met him in uh, Salt Lake City last year. Uh, Steve's an awesome guy. He's a graduate of the Kubert School of Art. So, like, he actually went to the one school that teaches people how to do comic book art. Just a badass artist. And, yeah, I'm super stoked that uh, he's coming. I was actually – I talked to him on Twitter about buying a page and found out that the new page that I want from the comic I can't buy because it doesn't exist. He did it digitally. Oh, no. And so, yeah, it kind of sucks. I bought one page from him from the first issue of Deadly Foes. And I wanted a, a page that referenced that page in the last issue of Deadly Foes. It was a callback page, which was really cool. And, yeah, I talked to him on Twitter about buying it. And he's like, I'd love to sell it to you, but it doesn't exist. I did that whole page digitally. It's like, son of a bitch. Damn so, it. yeah, he's, he's also the artist. Um, he created Penance when they blew up Speedball and he turned into Penance. He was the co-creator of that character. So I already have one Penance sketch from him. I'm going to try to see if maybe I can afford it. I might get him to do an actual Speedball sketch. See if I can get him to do a uh, Robbie Baldwin in happy mode. Oh, so nice. that that should be fun. But yeah, I'll I'll be spending way too much money on artwork just getting two sketches next weekend. But it's because there's two really good comic book artists coming. And yeah, I mean, Fandemonium was an okay con, and like we had Tree City Con here uh, last year, which basically failed. But yeah, we've got the Boise Library puts on a con here for us now every year for free, no admission fee. They fill an artist alley with at least like 20 artists. And they actually do, like, uh, you know, costume contests, art contests, 
Like, they're building it up each year, and it's fucking fantastic because it's the public library putting it on, and they do a great job every year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I can dig it. I got a shovel, is what I mean. So I can you got a shovel? So I can dig it. Can you dig it? So, that's probably what's going to wrap us up for this week. Don't forget, as we wrap up, if you're a Walking Dead fan, the Walking Dead spinoff starts tonight on AMC, Fear the Walking Dead. I will probably record it and watch it Monday or Tuesday. Because you're going to be busy watching SummerSlam. That's exactly right. I, I was While we were doing this show, I was looking and I double-checked that you can still get a free month of WWE Network and you can cancel yes. before that's up. So, I will probably be getting WWE Network. Thank you, Stephen Amell, for... Make me get back into pro wrestling. At least I think. I wonder what they're gonna do if they actually see like a severe bump on this pay per view because of one celebrity. I don't know, but you gotta remember, Stephen Amell's fan base is pretty dedicated and is pretty internet savvy, so they might see a pretty decent. Can you imagine Titan Sports trying to give him like a partial contract where he comes in and does one pay per view a year? Yeah, they're like, we fucking need this kid. I am very surprised he's even getting to do this pay-per-view, and they're not like, holy shit, what happens if Steven Amell gets hurt? Yeah, you no know, shit. You know there's some it, yeah. people that are like, oh shit, right now, that oh, are yeah. going to be watching it from the CW or from the production house going, oh, please yeah. don't get hurt, please don't get hurt. Yeah, please like those contract things where they have all that stuff where like, you know, actors can't do certain things, like um, who Michael Dorn, who played Worf, he was a licensed pilot and was not allowed to fly for like the nine years that they were doing that show. Because they're like, no, you can't fly. You're an actor on this show, and we won't allow you to fly because it's too dangerous. Right. And I mean, the odds of Stephen Amell being killed in the ring are pretty small. But, I mean, you know, shit does happen. The idea of him breaking a leg or tearing a muscle, like, it's very easy that that could happen. Yeah, the idea that they're letting him do it, I think, is awesome. I think it is, too. But as we wrap up, don't forget, you can find the show at atgnpodcast.com live pages there and our entire back catalog the 172 other episodes of the show are on there uh, oh god we've done that many shows full warning if you go back and listen to some of the early ones they're kind of rough so i caution you that if you really want to go and listen to the back catalog you're a brave soul and, and if you do it you'll join an elite group of two well uh, yeah yeah well there's also uh you'll see you'll have our previous host before anthony That's too true. you'll 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 meet anahay yep. Who cuts bitches. He cuts bitches. He'd be really good for that game we've been playing. He'd be good to have for Don't Get Me Started. I'm, I'll That's be true. He'll cut a bitch about anything. He would. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us on the show, you can find us on Twitter <laughs> at ETGN Podcast or at Facebook at Facebook.com slash All Things Good Nerdy. If you want to leave us a little more in-depth feedback than you could there, you can shoot us an email to ATGNPodcast at GunnaGeek.com. And finally, if you want to join one of the elite few that have actually used this method to get in touch, don't forget about the ATGN hotline, where you can call us at 304-806-ATGN. That's 304-806-ATGN. There's only been like three people that have ever used it. So. I'm part of both of the ATGN. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, in our goal to be everywhere on the internet, we live stream every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain. There you go. Yeah, see, I remember. He did it! He I did, did it for it. once. That's over at live.atgnpodcast.com, gunnageek.com slash live, and channel three of Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. And a huge, huge congratulations to the folks over at Alpha Geek Radio. We talked about the Indiegogo to upgrade all the servers. It was funded and then some. So there's going to be some awesome upgrades and enhancements coming to the uh, Indiegogo, not Indiegogo, to the uh, Alpha Geek Radio side of the house. And I'm really excited to see where we go from there. And also, as a side note. Edition? 
Did anybody bid on that one? <laughs> no. Also, a side note, big thank you to Todd for fixing our live stream that wasn't working properly on Alpha Geek Radio this morning because I was fighting with it while we were doing the show, and I was like, what is going wrong? <laughs> nice. Go, Todd. Thanks, so, Todd. Yeah, thank you, Todd. But that's going to wrap us up for this no, week. No, you forgot. Uh, what? Give me a ukulele and we'll get we'll get the essential bacon CD out. <laughs> See, I was just about to be like, if you guys have any last thoughts for us, throw that them should out there be we, close. we should put that should be in our in our notes. Get us a, if you get me a ukulele, I'll make the the essential bacon CD under the name of Wang Wobblin. Bring on the ukulele. Bring it on. Okay, I have it in there to put in the show notes. I will try to remember to do so. <laughs> if you want essential bacon to happen. Give me a ukulele. So, on that note, I think we're getting out of here. Any <laughs> any final final thoughts before we shut off the live stream? Play mount your friends with me. Giggity. I hope Stardust gets his ass kicked. I hope the Green Arrow kicks his ass. <laughs> Stephen Amell is sexy. I want to touch those abs. Abs. I'm trying to build those abs. <laughs> it's not easy. No, abs are made in the kitchen. And they're lost in the kitchen. <laughs> they're also lost <laughs> yeah. in the kitchen. So, on that uh, wonderful fitness I, I note from pizza. me, we're, we're getting out of here, and we'll I see you guys next week for another crazy instance, instance of us. I don't know. i I got to come up with a better way to close the show. You guys another episode. Yeah, another episode. It'll be get, another episode. <laughs> if you guys have a better catch line for me to use to close the show, send it to the hotline. We'll try don't forget, it. We're, we're more vulgar than <laughs> 7 out of 10 porn stars. Damn right. On that note, (laughs) bye guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gun and Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join Anthony, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.